Welcome to day four of Trump Week. So far, we've heard about a lot of big ideas from the president that haven't really amounted to much. But today, we look at an area where the president has come closer to delivering on his promises, reproductive health. From the Annenberg Studio at the University of Pennsylvania, I'm Dan Gorenstein, and this is Tradeoffs. A former White House senior official told us that the Trump administration's top goals on reproductive rights were, quote, protecting unborn life and preserving conscience rights. We've asked Maya Mannion, a visiting law professor at American University who studies reproductive rights, what this has looked like in practice. In one word or phrase, Maya, how would you describe the Trump administration's efforts around reproductive rights? I would say the efforts aim to limit access to abortion care and to restrict access to contraception. So let's take these one at a time, starting with contraception. This has to do with exemptions to the Affordable Care Act, right? Can you walk us through what the Trump administration did here, Maya? So to understand that, I have to backtrack a little bit to compare the Trump regulations to the Obama era regulations. Congress passed what was known as the Women's Health Amendment as part of the ACA. New or renewing health insurance plans must now cover eight preventive services to women at no out-of-pocket cost, including annual OBGYN exams. In the Obama era, there were rules issued that ensured that religious organizations um, could exempt themselves from birth control coverage. The government would then give those employees of that organization their own way um, to get their birth control. In 2017, uh, the Trump administration, the Department of Health and Human Services, issued new regulations. President Trump is rolling back Obamacare's contraceptive mandate, giving businesses and organizations more power to object to providing that coverage. That would allow almost any employer to refuse to include birth control in their health insurance plans based on either a religious or a, quote, moral objection. And these Trump regulations do not contain any alternative mechanism to ensure women's access to birth control coverage. And so, Maya, these rules were challenged and the case went all the way up to the Supreme Court, right? Yes, that's correct. We come in with this Fox News alert about two important rulings from the highest court in our land. And the Supreme Court ultimately upheld these rules. Allowing employers to opt out of Obamacare's birth control mandate. Without an alternative mechanism to access that care. Care that can cost up to $1,000 out of pocket each year. So... Maya, obviously the Supreme Court just ruled on this, so I can't imagine we have much data or evidence about the impact of the ruling yet. But are there any estimates, Maya, on how many women could lose access to birth control because of the rule? The government's own estimates were that at a minimum between about 70,000 and 126,000 women would lose birth control coverage under these uh, very broad exemptions issued by the Trump administration. And do we know what kind of impact that would have on these people? We know that access to contraception 
reduces the rate of unintended pregnancy. Um, we know that unintended pregnancy rates are highest among low-income women, among younger women, and among women of color. We also know that the most effective forms of contraception are the most expensive. So this is why having health insurance coverage for contraception um, is very important. Okay, so let's move to abortion. As you noted, President Trump has been very clear. He wants to limit access. Uh, Roe v. Wade, though, of course, is still the law of the land. So the Trump administration has focused its anti-abortion efforts on something called Title X. First, can you just briefly explain what Title X is? Yeah, so for about 50 years, Title X has been the federal program uh, that provides access to contraceptive and related family planning services to low-income people in the U.S. And what changes has the administration made to this program that's been around for 50 years? So they've made two key changes. The first said that any clinic getting Title X funds had to create a physically separate office for any abortion services. Not only separate physical spaces, but separate phone numbers, email addresses, staff, health records, educational programs, etc. The second element is that clinicians in these Title X clinics cannot provide abortion referral. This is often called the domestic gag rule because it's a provision relating to what clinicians can and cannot say. So basically, the Trump administration, by making changes to Title X, has forced clinics to spend a bunch of money and, in the minds of many providers, undermine the patient-doctor relationship, right? Yes, it appeared to people to be particularly aimed at Planned Parenthood. And in fact, Planned Parenthood did withdraw from the Title X program. And Planned Parenthood is, is one of the main providers under Title X. And what impact is that having? So the estimate is that because of the rule, roughly one in every four Title X service sites left the network. According to data from the Guttmacher Institute, which is a uh, research organization. It's also an organization that supports abortion rights. Yes, that's correct. So the Guttmacher Institute's estimate is care for about 1.6 million female patients nationwide has been jeopardized. Jeopardized? because these clinics no longer have access to a nearly $300 million federal program. So some clinics have restricted hours, others have cut staff, and a few have shut down altogether. And again, Title X patients are disproportionately low-income patients. Obviously, a lot of reproductive rights laws end up in front of the Supreme Court, where President Trump has appointed two conservative justices, but he's also put around 200 other judges on the federal bench. That's a quarter of all active judges in the country, Maya. What kind of impact do you think that's going to have on reproductive rights? So it will have a great impact. Um, the U.S. Supreme Court only hears about 100 to 150 appeals of the more than 7,000 cases it is asked to review every year. So decisions made by the, the lower courts are the last word in thousands of cases. Maya, final question. Based on what we've seen so far, what would you expect to see from a second Trump term? 
One thing that I think is very interesting in looking at what the Trump administration has done is that they have aimed at restricting access to both abortion and contraception. We know from empirical evidence that expanding access to contraception reduces the rate of unintended pregnancy, which reduces the rate of abortion. So in the longer past, you didn't also see attacks on contraception. So what I expect to see in a second Trump administration is more attempts to limit access to both contraception and abortion. Maya, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us on Tradeoffs. Thank you very much for having me. Tomorrow, we will wrap up our discussion on President Trump's health policy record by examining his response to the COVID-19 pandemic and looking ahead toward what a potential second Trump term might look like for health policy. I'm Dan Gorenstein, and this is Tradeoffs. Don't forget to sign up for the Tradeoffs newsletter. Just click on the orange button at the top of our webpage, tradeoffs.org. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter at TradeoffsPod. We're produced this week by Ryan Levy and Leslie Walker. Music by Ty Sitterman and Blue Dot Sessions. Tradeoffs is supported in part by the California Healthcare Foundation and Arnold Ventures. Additional support from the Leonard Davis Institute of Health Economics and the Center for Public Health Initiatives at the University of Pennsylvania. The views expressed in this episode are those of the individuals and not those of Tradeoffs staff, advisors, or funders. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.